Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Believe in yourself, believe in your body Rock, 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 it's the self-esteem party Everybody welcome to what some people are calling the small shop of the year. My name is Alana Johnston, host of Self-Esteem Party Podcast And I'm speaking with Naomi Sinikis, host of Firecracker Department Here we go. This is the co-pro of the year. We decided we wanted to get together and chat about life on my end, some work on your end, because the two go hand in hand. So we're hoping we can talk some work experience and then talk about how that makes us feel and blend the podcast. I love it so much because I feel like, you know, we've got this firecracker department community and then you've got the self-esteem community. And I bet there's crossover, first of all. Second of all, if there isn't, there should be. (laughs) This is it. This is mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the this is the beginning. This is like Lord of the Rings. We will be the one oh, yeah. to unite them all. I this was gonna say it. it was like we are the Jets. Like I thought we'd be like meet in an alleyway somewhere. Wow, we, we got like... two very different references. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to dance. I mean, who's kidding who? I don't want to dance, true. fight, kill. I just want to dance. I just want to dance and then call it a day. Uh Uh-huh. Can we just dance and call it a (laughs) day? And that's what these podcasts are about, (laughs) calling it a day. (laughs) So if if it's all right with you, I'd like to kick off with my opener question that I like to start my podcast with, and then we'll hand it over to you and start yours your way. And that way, we've got the beginning of two fabulous podcasts in one. Great. I have okay, a feeling great. this is just going to be like a great catch up with my friend, Alana Johnson. You know what? Well, first question, are we friends? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see we'll how it goes. See I how don't want to be presumptuous. I don't want to be so. Uh, my question is on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling in terms of self-esteem, self-love, how you're viewing you? And it can be today. It can be recently. I know the number fluctuates. So I don't know at what point I've caught you in the day. Where would you say you're at? <laughs> you never know. Say, it's true. And I'm like trying to be present. Mm-hmm. It's, this is tricky because trying to be present, I would say like right now, it's really good because yes. I'm hanging out with you. I'm excited. I'm feeling creative. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. So I'd be like, oh, myself. Is, and like, oh, the fact that Alana wants to talk to me. And I think Alana's one of the coolest people ever. So oh I'm my like, God. Oh, no, maybe I'm like, I'm actually in the cool club. And then if you'd asked me like... <laughs> No, yesterday after my my acting class where I'm like, oh boy, this is hard. Yeah. Creating yeah. arts hard. I would have said my self-esteem is not good. But that's just ego stuff. Right. Yeah. Like if I can just recognize that's just my my cute little ego that's yeah. getting like a little bit bruised. I feel like if you can shake it off, it doesn't quite quantify a self-esteem. So it's like for me, mm-hmm. and this is just for me, the stuff about my self-esteem lingers. Like if I'm not feeling like I can be excited in a moment, but still not necessarily view myself in high regard. So right now I'm feeling good because kind of the same reasons that you said, yes, I'm excited to catch up with my friend, but 
I felt really grateful that you said yes, because you don't know when you reach out to someone and put yourself out there, how they're going to respond. Maybe you're going through something and don't want to talk. Right. You're busy working on something. I don't know. So that made me feel good to be like, oh, here we are. My friend haven't seen in a while, but we are still friends. Um, just, <laughs> that makes me just feel want good. the audience to know you've mentioned friends at least three. <laughs> so I'm, I'm holding on to it. <laughs> But I would I, also so say, I would like, say I'm at like a seven and a half eight. That's pretty I'm, good. I'm in between. Yeah, I'm feeling really positive today. But you you said like you have to let it go, which I think is interesting because I think like the things that I struggle with uh, around self esteem are things that I probably will struggle for the rest of my life. Yes. And if I pretend that like oh that doesn't bother me anymore, like I will always want to be the kid that's included, and I will always feel like poop when I am not like, I don't care if it's a party that I'm not supposed to go to. I always be included. So that's just going to be my self-esteem battle all the time. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know. I think it's, it's tough. You've been on this self-esteem journey for a long time. Very long time. I mean, I have a whole album about it. I've talked, I've done um, a Q and a at a firecracker event yes, back in the day when we were, um, Oh, what, what was the at the improv um, theater? Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So it's like where I talked about self-esteem projects I was working on, it, it kind of started as a bit of a joke and then became very real. Uh, <laughs> so it yeah. was like, it, it's been really cool that, and I'll hand it over to you now, that I've been able to incorporate this theme in my life into work, um, which, yeah, which we've brand. talked about in the past. Yeah, it's a brand and yeah. we've talked about branding before. Yeah, and what would you say? Like, I mean, gosh, I would say... When I met you, I'm going to go back a little bit because I met okay. you, I think, through Ghost Jail, which was this yes. amazing show in With Toronto. And Man, that was an amazing show. Honestly, mm -hmm. people still talk about it as like one of their favorites in, in improv shows. And I remember you stepped on stage and I was like, who the F is this? <laughs> Super intimidated because you were so ballsy and so brave. And I was like, I just need to be around that because you were just so fucking bold. And, um, and then I watch you and I still believe that, like I watched you with the work that you're doing in Los Angeles and how you're taking stages and you're creating, you're hustling. You're like one of the truest hustlers I know. <laughs> hey man, you gotta be on these streets. Fuck, do you ever? <laughs> I, I, uh, this is wild coming from you because I was already your fan before we ever met. I had seen you a million times. <laughs> It was like, for me, you want to talk intimidating, Naomi. It was like, and I, this is not, I'm not trying to create an ego fest here, but I'm saying like work-wise, I didn't even know you as a person, which you would turn out to be really cool. In, I was at your house all the time when Kayla was there. You invited me to your Christmas parties. It's like, I had a fantastic time getting to know you as a friend, but it was like, I was certainly in awe of you. My brother thought he would come to some shows and thought it was really cool that we were playing together because he was also a big fan of yours. Still is. So we both still are. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was like really, it was kind of surreal to meet and to be able to do a show with you when it was like, like I really fanned out. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't do that often. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I, I know we can go in the spiral of like um, ad adoration because I do like, you know, watching... I don't know. I think there's just something about, yeah, I guess I always say this to Matt all the time. Like whenever I see stuff you do, I'm like, fuck, you just put yourself out there. Like you don't put yourself out there timidly. I think this is the thing that I admire most about you is you just go balls to the wall. What's the <laughs> boobs to the boobs to the 
I don't know. What's the boobs to the hooves? I don't know. It doesn't quite work. <laughs> that's how but, you that's how you do it. But you do, and like you're you're and also you produce really well. Like the the show that I saw in Los Angeles, I remember seeing with and you had these dancers, and it was ridiculous. Yes. It was ridiculously fun. <laughs> and I would also say that you like the success that you've had with things like um I want my phone back, or like that's so weird, which I know was um it's not, it's not that so weird. It's so weird, right? No, no, no. That's so weird. That's yeah, okay. it. The, um, and for the listeners out there, you'll remember I've talked about this before. It was uh, the kids TV show that I was a massive star on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Back in I the just day. was like, in, I was just in awe. I still am. And I find, I have to say it out loud. I think this is part of like, you know, the self-esteem stuff is when you say it out loud of saying like, yeah, I'm intimidated by the bravery that you have because I'm, I want to, I want to, I want that. I want to be as brave as somebody like you. So, wow. oh yeah. my God, this is blowing. Like I knew I was coming into this feeling good, but I-, I can already say, and I do a check-in at the end of the podcast, which I wanted to do after the firecracker questions where you're like, oh, you kind of started in this zone. How are you feeling now? I can already tell you I'm sky high. Here's why I did not know a lick of this. This is truly news to me and how amazing to hear something years later that you just didn't even think about. And you're like, wow, you had these thoughts about me all those years ago when I was like completely in my own oh my space thinking whatever. Yeah. You know how when you're younger too in the game, it's like, oh man, the, everything has so much importance. Everything can influence who you are as a person. One show can crumble you. Like you said, your acting class. You came yeah. out of your acting class, which I can I just say how impressive that is that you're doing an acting class because it truly shows your commitment to your craft to all it's these hell, years Alana, after all hell. your successes Naomi to just be like back to basics mm. I-, I applaud you that's like not an easy thing to do to keep actively practicing something yeah. it's not easy no no it's not and I want to quit all the time and then I keep going so <laughs> I, uh, that's the and truth thing. be told, I hate it. <laughs> the, I mean, that is like something though, you know, when people are like, what's the secret of things? And I'm like, honestly, the secret to any career, whether it's in the arts or not, is like, just keep going. Nobody can give right. you the answers. Nobody can show you the way. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Don't like get out of bed. Don't uh, watch too much bad TV that isn't inspiring and just keep going, keep going, keep going. You know, but I have a question for you though. Oh, Where yeah. do you think like, because I think that if folks saw, you know, like the people that see your career and see that you're producing and man, you're just such a great self-starter. Where do you think that came from? You are. That doesn't yeah. surprise you. Okay. you. You just gave me a look of like, excuse me, but you are. You <laughs> yeah, know, no, nobody I, else is like opening the doors. You're like, give me those elbows into the door. It's it's I'm I'm giving that look because I feel like as of late, I've had a lot of people, friends of mine really not help me out, but give me really cool opportunities that I don't know if I would have gotten otherwise. So, but I feel like it's after years of doing everything by myself (laughs) and that comes from, and this'll, this'll perfectly transition into what I wanted to talk to you about, but it's like, I think it comes from growing up in a small town North of Toronto where I was just truly on my own. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, we had a little improv team in the high school and I was like, I got to get out of here and go do this legit. So it's like, I was used to, you know, it's like I went to university for a year, dropped out, moved to Toronto, then moved to Chicago on a whim. Then just like, 
because I was like, it's the only way to do it. Yeah. There was no one in my town that could help me. Like it was, they did as much as they could, you know, drama teacher that yeah. really takes an interest, but you, you can only do the one production a year at the school. That's it. There's nothing else popping off. Yeah, what Just was the, the one musical production in Orangeville. Oh, the exact like that's where I went to high school. So I was like born in Calden, but then yeah. like I would say high school is when things really kicked up. Yeah, and so I was in Orangeville. Yeah, but it's, so where do you, you know think what I along, mean? Like I do. I mean, you had to make, but I mean, I think that the necessity, right? Necessity breeds invention. That you needed, and you had a passion for what you were doing so much that you were like, well. If nobody's doing it for me, I got to do it, which I think exactly. has served you in Los Angeles too. From Yeah. From, oh, yeah. especially here. Oh my God. Yeah. What help? It's not possible. Yeah. Because so, it's, and it, no, I'm not offended by it because everybody's out here hustling. Like I'm not God, offended yeah. by it. No, yeah. no, no, of course. But who do you think, like, was there like a tipping point to that when you went, oh, I gotta, I gotta make my own dinner <laughs> there's a horrible yeah, analogy yeah. <laughs> definitely I was eating dinner throughout yeah, that's a sure fact um mm-hmm. yeah it was um when I came back from Chicago where I did classes um and I came back from Chicago because I'd had this opportunity to be on Conan when he was in town but I oh, couldn't yeah. do it because I didn't have a green card so I wasn't able to do it because I was just there doing student classes. So I was determined to come back to America with paperwork and get on Conan. And I did. Yeah. So it was like, I hustled to get that. That's so weird. Kids TV job. I yeah. hustled doing shows. I did everything I could to get that paperwork to come back here. Um, because I was like, never again, am I going to lose an opportunity because I didn't I have my that. shit together. You know what I okay, mean? I so it was questions. like, that was it. Two follow-up questions, ma'am. Yeah. Um, one was, uh, what was the hustle that was involved in um, getting That's So Weird? Yeah. Okay. So it was doing a ton of Catch-23 and a ton of shows all Catch over the city. Catch-23 is an improv show for folks that don't know. Oh, yeah. I sh- Absolutely. And, and a fantastic one at that. There's yeah, one of the best. Um, each team gets 23 minutes over the course of the show. So one scene could be four minutes. One scene could be 10 minutes. It's wild. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, very fun show. But I was working to get booked on that and to may um reach out to my contacts that I had from that high school improv uh-huh. um improv games that we did with like different high school teams. So that's where it was like Kurt Smeaton, Julie Dumay, Grant, oh like gosh. Becky Johnson, like all I'm these the people. I met them through that. So I was like going to catch 23 for months just watching. Right. Until like I could convince them to let me on. And then I did a really good job. And from there, um there was that show was like super popular and producers from that, um, from this kids TV show were there and saw me a couple uh, of times there. And I had seen them and I just, you know, then we created a relationship, like a work yeah. relationship or whatever. So it was like, that, that reminds me of like the, that kind of thing of like, um, I don't, there's a formula involved of like, it's talent plus practice plus opportunity slash luck. <laughs> Do you yes. know what I mean? Like you were, your muscles were limber. Like there's never been a time where I've been like eating cheesies on the couch full time for a week and then stepped into an audition and nailed it. Like yeah, it's usually no. like when my muscles are limber and I'm not yeah. wiping the cheese. So the short answer, the short answer to your question was live shows. 
That's yeah. what I did. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. getting Workout. on as many as I could, as yeah. many as I could, because I was like, someone will see me. And yeah. it happened. Okay. Yeah. And then my second question about the Conan moment, because I know yeah. that um that you've been on a bunch of times, like yeah, since a couple then. times. Yeah. Was there like a moment where you were like, oh, that's it? Do you know, like, you know, when you like pursue a big goal and then it's yeah. never going to be what you want it to be? You know? No, it was incredible. I got okay, to be on me. The Price is Right as well. It was Oh, wild. that's right. I remember yeah. seeing that So clip. just to explain it to everybody, it was this bit where it's the Conan Audience Awards and he's giving out awards and then he's like, and the award for best audience member goes to our next contestant, Nancy. And then the Price is Right music plays and I run up thinking I'm on The Price is Right and Conan's like, Price is Right is down the street. So then it's oh, a montage yeah. of me in the car screaming, me running up to the building and then running down the aisle. This is during a live taping with Drew Carey, running down the aisle up to the podium and betting $1. <laughs> so it was like the craziest. Ex- I got to hug Conan. It was the craziest experience of my life. Yeah. And it was like, it felt like nothing short of a huge accomplishment. And I was yeah. like, small town Canada, never thought I was going to ever be able to do that. I don't believe either you. one of these. I don't believe you. I don't believe that you said, I never thought I would do that. I believe no, that, that I never even like, thought I'd get to the States. I didn't even know. I just how can't believe even, that. You're so ambitious. You know what? I just, it, it, I just didn't see how it was possible. I just knew I wanted it and would try, but it was like, every task seems so daunting. Gotcha. <laughs> it was yeah. just daunting. Yeah. But I figured it out. I'm I'm a citizen now. I'm a dual citizen. That's right. Look at yeah. you. Yeah. At, I mean, listeners can't see this, but she has a, a an American flag behind her, <laughs> and she's yeah. wearing one of those beer hats. That yeah. Have, in like, my two... podcast background, I put an American That's flag. Right. Absolutely, to let people know where I stand. Okay. <laughs> so Naomi, Naomi. Collection. Uh huh. Now I'm taking over. <laughs> this is my question for you about firecrackers. So yeah, first, tell us a bit about it, and then let me tell you on the receiving end of somebody that is part has participated um okay. in the past um what it meant for me so tell us okay. about it first tell us about this community you've built yeah so firecracker department started um as a podcast because uh there weren't enough platforms for women and non-binary folks to tell their stories and have their voices heard mm-hmm. so um we kind of leaned into that and we had some producers early on with that in that capacity and then at one point, like, you know what happens? I had a bunch of friends that were like, if you ever need help with that. And I was like, yeah, I, I do. I don't have anybody yeah. to do the newsletter. I don't know how to make a website. So we had this meeting um, where everybody kind of came together that had said, would you like help? And what happened after the meeting was like more of like an explosion of departments. So somebody would be like, oh, I've always wanted to do like... Um, like more workshops and learning about more uh, writing for film and TV. So they started the writing department and somebody else was like, oh, I want to do something where we're helping with mentorship. And so they started the mentorship department. And at the time there was a comedy department. And so we started all these departments. So now it's become more of a community as opposed to just a podcast. Yes. And so we regularly do like amazing events. Like, so every year we do like the artists way uh, group that lasts for 13 weeks. And Veronica Martin, who's the head of the mentorship department um, hosts that. And it's a huge success. Like people come in, do the artists way and then launch like art, which is like, which is key for firecracker department. Cause it's not firecracker fizzle department. It's firecracker. Yeah. Like it's a burst, right? We should take action from it. Yeah. 
um, the fizzle department, they aren't doing well, just FYI. They're just, well, you know, why yeah. Why we let them continue on is beyond me. I don't understand. It's just <laughs> But, you friendly. know, yeah, they're there and they have people there. That yeah, they have a match sponsor that obviously <laughs> yeah. is helping them. But um, And then we have, like, the writing department. Lisa Lafferty heads that up with Anita McFarlane, and they do um, workshops. We have, like, Save the Cat Book Club. So it's like a lot of like trying to challenge folks to step into creative action more. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about that. We also have like, um, like when the pandemic hit, we came together as a community and we were like, what's going on? What are we going to do? So we started like a writing gym every Thursday that has continued every Thursday. Wow. Somebody prompts some, every writes and we read back stuff and it's just a good place to exercise speak about muscles it's about muscle exercising and then we have brunch every Sunday since for over two years every Sunday people come together and they're just like-minded folks they're like what are you working on how can I help you somebody talks about like you know like a challenge that they've had and like it becomes not just art but life and life and art so yeah yeah, I don't know I'm really proud there's a, a group of people it certainly isn't just me it's like as I said, Veronica and Liesel and Anita and then Pow in Mexico and um, AJ and uh, oh, there's somebody else in that brain of mine. Oh, yeah. There's so many folks. You know, we've got Anna. There's so many folks that have stepped in to help this community move forward. And it's um, yeah, I'm really proud of it. OK, so on the receiving end of all these fantastic events and things that you've done to be a part of the firecracker community is so uplifting. It's like you said, it's not a fizzle. It's an ex- it's an explosion. Oh no. Oh, it's happening. Wait, you still there? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Something yeah. just popped up on my screen. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> um oh, good. but basically um it's like I I got to do the script reading of of like That's the funny. um chunk of somebody's writing like yeah. depend on what part that they want to like wanted to share or whatever in here yeah we do a and, regular like script reading where the people read scripts, yeah chunks of scripts but then there's a discussion about it too which I'm really jazzed yeah about. which was really cool because it's like if it's depending on where it's at in your script you can um like uh give a bit of context or be like oh this is in the second act, in the first act, this couple things happened or whatever, yeah. which is like, I thought was really cool just because I'm like, oh, it was, it, you know, then they can get real feedback um, because we know a bit more about the plot. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some people would give a little bit of context, which was great. Some people wouldn't. Some people just wanted to hear if it got some laughs or made yeah. sense on its own, which like I totally love. Yeah. And I, you know, got to do some and got to do Jackie's, my friends. And that was like really fun to hear that yeah. or whatever. Cause I was really excited about her script, knowing about it, and then getting to hear it out loud. Um, so, you know, it gives you a chance to support your friends that are in it and then gives you a chance to support like new people that like, how would I meet them otherwise? There it was right. so like when we went to that TIFF virtual brunch. Yeah. And it was, first of all, huge turnout everyone this was over zoom the toronto international film festival was like a brunch and you guys had all these breakout rooms it was fantastic so fun the, i got tarot card reading oh my god it was so cool it was yeah. so cool so it was like you still even in the pandemic created this sense of community where people could just come on and really talk about whatever but it was work related but um very personalized it, yeah. it was amazing yeah. It's amazing what you guys are doing. 
Yeah. I mean, as I said, it's certainly not just me. I mean, this is... Um, no, huge crew involved. This has to be like, yeah, a team of thousands, but actually just like 10 really hardworking folks. Uh, yeah. yeah. And we do things live now. Like the the script reading you were at, I think was in Los Angeles when we were doing them in person. And we yes. had like a space at Second City and, and uh, then we went on Zoom. So now we're just in this weird place where, you know, last in September, we had um, our first TIFF event back in person which was okay. so I mean everybody was just crying the whole time because it was just like people like it was such exciting I can uh, of and, course yeah yeah, yeah. it's a special group and it, it feels really cool too because there's a lot of passion there and like you already said you're giving a voice that like maybe we're not all going to be able to find otherwise because you know we do need help like I might have gotten this far you know on my own or done a a lot on my own, but it's like the bottom line is for me, I can only go so far. Yeah, I need help and I need people that I can turn to. And that's something you've created like out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, yeah, I think like you, you were just like, you know what, let's try this. And then it like totally flourished. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Alana, it's not without work, right? Like we're all just, just working. Like oh for the God. things the that hustle, matter to of course. us. It's of the course. hustle. But I mean, when you talk about doing things on our own, that we can't. Like, even if you're going to do a one person show, somebody has to turn the lights on for you. Uh, that's, or play a track or yeah. help you lift a chair or something. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. always involved. And so when you said, it's funny, you said like the opportunity to support. It's like an opportunity to support. I'm like, gosh, there is no shortage of opportunities to support people. The problem I think happens when we get in our egos and don't want to support because we think it's going to take something away from us or I don't know, but it's actually, it's all bull crap because it's going to come back. Like the more, I don't know, you know, like stronger together. What's the expression? Um, It's the, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, um, go together. I've, it's Never definitely not mine. This. It's definitely not mine. Wow. So, yeah, okay. but just like that kind of mentality for me makes sense. And so stopping and like in the, you know, every day looking like who are the people that are actually feeding my creative heart and and reach out and be like, thank you so much. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't come without effort. You know, I'm like, I'm, I just saw this amazing play in Toronto called Our Place. And I spent, like, I went to see the play, play at Theatre Pass Marai. And then I came home and I wrote to like everybody involved, just going, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because that like fueled me. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not, I, we're not doing I just came back from a tour um, opening for best selling's comedy special taping and Mae Martin's comedy special Amazing. taping. Amazing. Two separate things, two yeah. separate trips. And it, I thought I about that. Gave... Amazing with M-A-E. Oh, my... oh here we go. Really. You're Sorted. Welcome, That's the name. That's going to be the title. Yeah, for some second, reason, I'm naming it. Second tour. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I'm naming it. Uh, they were like, "You got, we got to get Atlanta involved. And I was yeah, like, yes, yeah. we do. Um, <laughs> but it felt really cool that like I'd been working on shows all this year, developing material. And then it's not like anyone did me any favors, but certainly my friends have been supporting me the whole yeah. time. And then we're like, hey, you'd be perfect to come do this. Or like, oh, I've seen what you've put together. Come do this. Mm-hmm. Um 
Because, you know, it's like, it's mutually beneficial. I'm warming up the crowd. You know me, Naomi. I'm popping off. I don't know anybody else that's better. I, I'm popping time, off. Seriously. <laughs> I'm show, having a blast. That show, uh, um, I want my phone back, could have been a real oh, that was stinker. Wild. But you're like charming and hilarious. And uh, yeah, you don't want any anybody else warming up your crowd. I, I, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and thanks for the support of the, the show. It was, for those of you who don't know, it was this web show and then it was on Facebook called I Want My Phone Back where I would take people's phones and like find scandals or like, you know, raunchy things and be like, I'm going to post this on Facebook for five bucks. Like I would give them the money and the things people let me do, like when oh we took their gosh. phones, we took their phones. I know. Real. Like it was real. I can't believe. I mean, I feel like that's such American culture, to be honest. Like people just want to get involved, and so many people wanted to be on the show. Like, I don't think Canadians up. would do it. Do you think? What what scandal? <laughs> show me Maybe the scandals like, on the phone. Oh, somebody <laughs> too somebody clean. Everybody's too clean. Sugar in the uh, in the brownie mix, eh? Yeah, <clears throat> that's the too scandal. clean. <laughs> they write all their scandals out on paper in Canada. <laughs> it's all handwritten that's paper right. scandals. That's right. That's why they keep getting exposed. You know, they're leaving those papers everywhere. They're not finding anything away. (laughs) Um, Okay. So now here's a question. Let's to flip back to self-esteem for a second, still involving firecracker is how did it, or how did it and does it affect your thoughts about you? Like, for example, um, are you swayed by say, not that an event doesn't go well, but maybe it doesn't go the way you think it's going to, or you tried to plan something and it didn't work out. Something within this work world that you're doing, how much does it affect you? Because some guests I've had on in the past have said when they're not working, they're feeling really bad about themselves as a person. So I'm wondering, you've built something that's very positive, but does it sometimes take a toll on you? Yeah, great. Um, yeah, I would think... Mm. Well, here's this is the thing about starting your own thing is nobody's um, telling you what to do. We're the boss of us, right? I'm the boss of me. Right. I can I can wake up in the morning and work until midnight if I really want to on firecracker department or on anything else. I could work on my self tapes or I could work on this. It's up to me. Um, I think that's also sometimes the problem, right? I found that in living in Los Angeles where that is the hustle and the hustle is like nine to midnight. And you're like, wait a second. What about just breathing and absorbing yeah. life a little bit? Cause there so, is no weekend. It's all every no day. There you could no write weekend. one more letter. You could tweet Always. one more thing. You could post one more thing that might garner some interest and attraction. I mean, it's all, yeah. if you can, if you kind of keep turning it back to art and keep making it feel like it's like, I'm creating art, I'm creating art. So then it doesn't feel hustly. But mm-hmm. I think the line's real, real blurry and and challenging. So I when you so talk too. about like esteem, I mean, I don't know. I think I think. Well, gosh, I'd be lying if I didn't like if I threw a party for firecrack department and it was like packed. I'd be like, this is great. My party's a success. And if there was not that many people, I'd be like, ooh, this this stings. Yeah. This stings. Okay. But I would also say that. I'm trying to make those stinging things more lessons. So when we don't have huge um, numbers to one of our events, I go, well, what happened? What did we mm-hmm. learn from this? And it, I mean, it doesn't not make it sting, but it does make me go, how can I make it better for next time? So yeah. it's all wrapped up. Gosh, I'm such a dainty little butterfly. I it's have not, it's not easy. I'm, a, I'm definitely affected by yeah. my work, like a lot of people. And it, 
because especially what I'm doing now in comedy is very much so me putting out me as me yes. mm-hmm. that now I'm really affected. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's you as a person are being rejected. Like it's not a character. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm not hiding behind something. Um, it's just you as a person. Like so I, how, I you got know? a question about that. Like yeah. how is that tilted for you? Because I see your stand up and the stand up. I mean, I think your stand up and the character stuff has always been personal and whether or not you're hiding yes. the character, I still think it's, it's you presenting but it's a little bit couched in a character yeah now I see the stand-up that you're doing is much more this is a story about Alana here's something that happened to me and how has that shifted things for you like yeah so like in your I don't know in your heart and in in your success too yeah in my success it's um made me more marketable because um the most distinct someone would see me as if they met me that energy and the way that I talk and how I'm you know, bouncing off about everything in probably a to-do of an outfit. So to-do of an outfit. So one of the titles of your new shows is in a to-do of an outfit. So um, now I brought that to stage, like wearing a blazer with thigh high boots and no pants. It's like, now I brought that to stage wearing, that's my latest outfit I've been wearing. Blazer, no pants. Does just the blazer that, thigh come, high just cover your hoops? Just cover me. Yeah, it just <laughs> covers me. So yeah. it's fun. But, you know, if I lift my arms, you're seeing everything. It's a blast. I wear little short shorts underneath. Great. We're keeping Good it fun night. and light. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's fun. been really, like, uh, freeing, I would say. Um, and... I got there because a bunch of personal things happened in my life that I kind of couldn't put on a brave face for about yeah. or like ignore or pretend everything was fine. So I just had to do that with my comedy as well. I was like, I can't even pretend to be something else if I tried right now. So that's <laughs> what it, it's made me more marketable. I don't want you to say anything that's uncomfortable, but I no, think no, no, that not like, at all. like when um, we like, cause yeah. I think we all deal with levels of trauma and shitty things mm-hmm. that happen and some of us choose to turn it into art and some of us put it into a trunk and put it under the bed and it's uncomfortable to sleep on yeah I definitely I would say the main things with the show that you saw self-esteem party a couple of years ago um I had just kind of come out of this rehab about uh with an eating disorder um so that really that's why i danced around in that bodysuit because i just forced myself to do it (laughs) it was like really overcoming a lot Um, and that show was very therapeutic so that was something you know um i was lucky to be able to get help with on a like a medical and a personal note um so that was an inspiration for that show was to like talk about all the things that I learned in there or all the stories that came about. Yeah. And then now this past year, it was because of a couple of deaths in the family that really um, kind of, I wouldn't say sent me spiraling, but made me question everything I thought to be true, i.e. how much I actually care about um, success and what that even looks like for me. So I just said back to basics and went back to live shows Mm. because it's what I started with. It's what I've always known. And it was the only thing bringing me joy. And then from that, some jobs came. So when you said something you just said, like when you said you had to reevaluate what success looked like, what would you think? Okay. So success to Atlanta pre pre days. Yeah. What was that in comparison to what you think now? Yeah, I guess it was like success then would be like 
wanting to have been sell my own show and be the star of my own show. Right. Yeah. And have a reputation to be able to back that. So I could get that. Cause I've sold a couple shows in the past, but obviously nothing got made yeah. beyond a pilot, but now it kind of changed where I just want to be the funniest I've ever been and let the rest fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, I even like left some of my reps. I like, have said no to things that didn't suit me. And I've had other things presented to me that were awesome and kind of came out of nowhere and were really fun that I got to do. And like opening for these friends, I was like, these are all things I've never done before. So that's why I was like, of course I'd love to have a show, sell it and be the star of it, but maybe I can actually get there a different way now. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So maybe the goal has remained the same, but I changed the short term goal of um, just, put your head down and do the shows and be the funniest you can be. Yeah. That's it. It's like, I had to take money out of the equation. I had to be like, it'll oh come. God, yeah. But what can I, what, and it has come, but I'm like, what can I do? Except like, trust that bet on myself because seriously now, yeah. I mean, like we started just with shows. So yeah. a shoe right? where else money. do we go? Yeah, exactly. I know. So like, where else we used to do, do a go? show that was pay what you think. So that people at the end, <laughs> they weren't paying at the beginning. They were paying what they, Genius. at the end. Genius. I yeah. love that. Now that's an ego. That's a self-esteem party check-in right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wait, like there's no me money, no box. money that week. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's really, a, a, it's a really, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this happens in like the latter parts of our, of our careers where you sort of go like, what is, what is this all about? If It's not about. I mean, like we all still like to get on red carpets and be fancy and things like that. Oh my like God, that. of course, of course. But maybe if we can just do the jokes, right? Which is, and when I say jokes, I think that's like your, our, our art. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's me against me now. It's personal best. Yeah. I'm in a race. I've already won because the only goal was to be me. Yeah. And now I'd just be like, how much more can I out me, me? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I'm just trying to um, focus what I can control because the rest is out of my hands and it always was. It always and do was. you find like, yeah, right? Like we're not in charge. I can be in charge. Again, I'm the boss of me. You're the boss of you. Right? Nobody, <laughs> I'm the boss of this. We're the boss of this podcast between we're the, the two boss of us. The, the Nobody's going to come and be like, podcast. pull the plug. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, pull the plug. It's charged. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you find yourself like, because I think, you know, something we were saying earlier about the struggle of self-esteem or the, any of these struggles, you know, we're on track, but it's always going to be there. Like the things that we deal with, whether it's like, as you said, like eating disorder or um, like needing to please all those things, they're always present. Yeah. How do you know when you're off track and how do you pull yourself back on track? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say I'm really good at with mental health at tuning into um, how feeling depressed and not working on something coincide for me. Yeah. Um, so it's like when I'm not working on something, I get really down. And at first you're just like, Oh, why am I so down? And then you go, wait a minute. When was the last time I did something? Yeah. Or when was the last time I pushed myself? I feel like, like my mom always said, I'm always happiest when I'm working on something. I'm not saying I have to be, it has to be a show or whatever, but it's like, I would say it'd be me following the incline and decline of my own personal um, mental health. And that mm-hmm. like um, 
all wraps in to self-esteem because what am I, what's the narrative I'm telling myself and what's actually happening and how I should be feeling. And it's like, yeah, I just, I mean, it's my brand. Yeah. It's self-esteem brand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I know if I, I, I might have roundabout answered that question. I don't no, know. I got no. a bit of a change, but I just, I'm like, they're just so, it's so hard for me to separate. It's yeah. like, cause I've been feeling a lot of bad things happen this year, but I've also been feeling good because I was put to the test of would I ever be funny again? I really didn't think I would. And I was, and I forced myself um, to do it. I, I I mean, I think funny is always going to be funny to me. Funny is always going to be funny and fun. Honest to goodness. When my pops died, there was so many jokes. (laughs) What are you going to do? So many jokes. What are you going to do? They find you, you know? Yeah. And when you said something like, you know, when people are depressed and when I've had like the depression times or even like during the day where you're like, oh, I'm really down. If I can like be creative in some ways, and I'm not saying it means like, I got to put it on a show. I got to find a producer. It's not any of that. It's like, if that's making a meal and making the plate look pretty, or if that's like, you know, I've got this little obsession that I'm working on right now. It's my little sidewalk art gallery. Oh, hashtag Montrose Art Gallery. And I have like revolving art that neighbors put in there. And somebody yesterday delivered art. So this is twofold. Somebody sent a piece of art to the Montrose Art Gallery to put in the art gallery. It's this big. It's so tiny. And the mail, the the person delivering the mail mail didn't put it in our mailbox. They put it in the art gallery because it delivers to there. Oh, my God. You've got your own gallery p.o box yeah <laughs> but you know it's just getting creative is what i'm saying like find yeah. the thing that like Anything. you can be creative and if it could be like a meal it could be you know a doodle it could be having a coffee with somebody but just get get creating you know i really find i'm i count journaling as creativity as Great. well because i'm going yeah. i always i try to do a gratitude list i i write out what am i going to do for the day i'm like okay what's on for today um so I find that being creative because I'm reminding myself I have ideas and they can flow out of me, even if it's just an assessment of what's happening or, oh, I'm looking forward to this. Or like like I wrote this morning before the podcast or whatever, and I feel like I got a lot of like gunk out of me, maybe more like negative ideas. And then that kind of helped me be excited for this, but they were still creative ideas. Like I talked myself in and out of things and I was like, this is the power of the mind right here. I know. This is creativity to tell yourself something that's out to lunch and then to bring yourself right back to reality. I was like, this is creativity. hundred percent. I think you're just the best. I think you're just the best. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, you got to work with what you got now. Listen, I want to, I would love to get to and have you tell me about the firecracker questions. I want to make yeah. sure we don't run out of time because I, I want to do my wrap up as well. So I want to make sure we have time. All right, here we go. I know because it's like we could talk all day, Alana. Here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shorten these questions. Usually we do like ten firecracker uh, wrap up questions at the end of every um, podcast, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. shorten these. So um, fill in the blank. To me, a firecracker is Moxie. Love it. What do you want to be best known for? Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. Lofts. Improv- what is it? <laughs> Just laughs. Laughs. Fun way of saying laughs. Laughs. I love it. Um, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what is something that you haven't done, but you know you have to do? Um, uh, write something new. What's Anything. something that makes you feel powerful? 
uh, improv. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree. Do, if you're, do you know what I mean? Oh my yeah. God, so much. I don't even care if it's good improv or bad. When I step on a stage, I'm like, knowing that I have the guts to go in there with absolutely nothing. nothing. I'm like, you go, Elena. Oh uh, it's so it's freeing so to me. Yeah. And really it is because it takes a lot of guts. It, improv takes guts. Um, what is, uh, okay, if your life was a movie and like you had a climactic turning point, do you know, like where everything changes for the, in the future? What do you think yeah. has been one of those moments? I'm sure you've had lots, but what do you think has been a big climactic turning point? Work-wise? I mean, whatever came yeah. to your mind there, okay. improviser. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, mm. Okay. Yeah. Work-wise. Um, well, I mean, life-wise. What comes to you? Okay. Like, I, I have an answer for both. Okay. okay I'll get both. Um, getting my green card and coming to LA. Mm -hmm. um, really, it changed who I was as a person. Um, being able to like be here at ease. Uh, and then, so that's the life one. And then the work one, I would say it was, um, getting the pop-up dating, sh um, comedy central pilot, mm -hmm. even though nothing happened and it was a production with a 24, even though nothing happened with it, it was like big names I was working with. And it was all based off of some silly little web video that I did for funnier die years before. So that yeah. was a big moment where I went, Oh, you can make something out of nothing. Yeah. Big yeah. moment. Love yeah. it. Um, what is the best advice you've ever received? Give it 10 years. What's the worst advice you've ever received? Um, don't date someone in your community because <laughs> you can. And I've seen it where here date we go. Date the right like person seen, in your date community. Date the right person in your Just community. But the, like not the wrong for one. it to be fully off the table, I was like, you know, I kind of, because I took the advice and I was like, this, I mean, listen, it all worked out happy with Norm, but along the way, I, I really turned down a couple of quality peeps that I, I could have given a, a date or two. You turned the, with. you turned down the right ones. I, yeah. And I got, Norm's listen, I, it all worked out. We got Norm. We're laughing in the, someone from my community. Like you, you see what I'm saying? I do. I do, I do. <laughs> okay. But, my final firecracker question is advice you would have given to your younger self, but that might've been your 10 years. What's advice you would have given to like a 10 year old Alana? Oh, you're, you're not, you're not weird. You're not weird. There's other people like you. Yeah. Love it. Oh, 10 year old yeah. Alana. Bless. Oh, 10 year old Alana. Poor, poor 10 year old Alana. Such a cutie. Yeah. yeah. Wait, can I, I I'm sure, have you answered all these questions before? You must have a million times. Yeah. I think like myself, you mean? Can like, I just know what one? advice you got and what advice you've given? I, cause that, it's a question I always love to get people's answers for. I love that. Yeah. It's so funny because I ask these questions. I don't always have. And I think my answer actually changes. Um, so best advice. Um, I mean, just, just uh, keep going. Remember like yes. that thing about just keep going. It really is like, I yep. don't. Uh, worst advice is um, if you have to, my worst advice is if you have to question whether or not you should be an actor, then you shouldn't be an actor. Oh my God. I, I, hands down. That I'm was so the worst advice. Yeah. Because if I didn't, I question it every day. What am I talking about? I'd be like quitting every day. Hands, how can the best advice be keep going? And then the other advice is like, and, and, unless you tell yourself to stop. That's right. <laughs> You're like, I mean, they didn't come second. with the same person, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm assuming. Yeah. But it's like, but it, it just for that to be said, it's like, it's oh, 
like here, I'm looking at a sticker right now on my bulletin board that says never quit trying. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, it's the exact same thing where it's like, just keep going. If you question something, you're questioning it in two ways. Should I do this? Well, the other part is questioning, should I do it? Like, should I do it? Yes, I should do it. Or, oh, should I do it? Like in a no. And I'm like, you can't have one without the other. You wouldn't be asking no if you weren't already attempting yes. Right. Go you with know? your gut. Go with your gut. That's the other one. It's just gut. like if we if we all trained our gut more as kids and yeah. followed our instincts, I think we'd be better off. Like, you know, even those things as teenagers, like, should I get in the car with this person? And you're like, my gut says no, but I'm going to ignore my gut. Well, <laughs> well, I think... Here we go. Don't get here in we the go car. into the, yeah right. <laughs> I mean, it's an Don't adventure. Don't get in that car. Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know me. I'll get in a car with any teen. I mean, <laughs> if the team pulls up and I, listen, right. I'm going to put this out there now. If the team pulls up and asks me to get in the car. If you have the audacity to ask this 38 year old woman to get in the car, I will do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you. They're going to be better I'm off gonna, for it. Yeah, I'm just going to give you the address where I'm going. I just want to be dropped off. It no could be actually an Uber driver you're talking could about because they're Uber young driver. these days. This is what I'm trying to say. It could be an Uber uh-huh. driver. 19. Uh-huh. That's teen. <laughs> 19 is teen. It's in the name. Yeah. I want to note. I also, I know we're going to probably go over time, but who cares? I want to know what you're doing these days. Like, I know you've got this disinvited show. I want to hear. I would love to ask you the same. Right. Um, yeah. So basically I've been doing um, some improv uh, happily so with May Martin and Stephanie Allen. Oh my gosh, I'm um, so jealous. Like, yeah, like Largo and Elysian. We're, we have an upcoming show at UCB January 31st. Uh, if anybody wants to come out to that, tickets are live. Um, and we've been doing improv and it's this um, really cool format with questions from the audience that we kind of then answer with the scenes. So that's been really fun for live shows. And then, like I said, opening for these acts, I hope to be able to do more of that because um, I feel like I got something down pat and I know how to say rules of a taping in a really fun way. Mm. So I really hope I get to do that again. Yeah. And then um, I started writing and we'll see how this goes, but I started writing a book <laughs> with all these stories Amazing. and it's just how to have self-esteem. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, I've got all these stories and like, ill advice and like one of the sections is going to be like involves my therapist she's already signed on it's like the book's Amazing. getting out of hand the book's getting out of hand there's have music you seen, involved. um have you seen stuts that no, uh, no, it's um yeah it's a netflix show with uh oh god josh oh i'm um, super bad uh we might have to edit this part out anyway it's he's talking to his therapist Oh, okay. are you looking for it? Are you are you fact checking me? No. I'm gonna fact check myself. Hold on a second. Fact check yourself. But Wait. I was just about you know I I think I'm just slower here on um uh, Jonah. On oh, it's not other. even it's not even Seth. It's Jonah Hill. Stats. Wait, I just saw him on a plane. Okay, well he talks to his therapist. Like for real, stats. for real. Yeah, and they do this whole show. It's it's really interesting, actually. Have a little uh, watchy of that. Are you do are you in therapy? Or have you done I it have before a and therapist, enjoyed it? Yeah, I have a therapist that's always like in my, on my, I was going to say tool belt. Like, I think we should all have like a, a dentist, a doctor, a mechanic, and a therapist available. Yeah. So, and I've known her since, I've known her for like 12, 15 years. 
Um, so I, I kind of reach out to her whenever I need a tune up. So it's not like ongoing, but, um, doesn't always need to be good to have someone in the back pocket yeah. pocket for when you need it. Yeah. Like something will I happen tell you and some... I'll just be like, I need to figure something out. And she'll talk me through it for a couple of weeks or whatever it takes. Speaking of good advice, I got one more from mutual friend, Aurora Brown. Okay. Back at a ghost jail show, oddly enough, which we've discussed, I asked her for career advice. I was like, what advice do you have? And she went, get a good therapist. That's a good one. And that one. was good for advice. For an artist and not I to have did. a therapist is yeah. like, how? who are you working with then? You need someone for the in-between. Yeah. Or, or potentially for when you are doing what you thought was a dream job and maybe it didn't turn out that way and now you're confused. Yeah. But a good one, like interview them and make sure that you connect and and those things because sometimes you got to give it a minimum of four weeks like unless you immediately get a bad vibe but if you're like oh I'm not sure I'm like you know you have to let them get your story first yeah because how can they and I'm not saying the full story but just talk about why you're in there maybe with a bit of detail because I'm like you have to give them a second to figure you out before they can figure out um ways or game plans and stuff like that to address what the situation is. So give it a couple of sessions and, you know, you can tell if you like somebody or not. Aurora Brown's got some smart things to say. It was good advice. It was really good advice. I appreciated it. Okay. We did it. Now I got it. Now we ended off with your questions on your end. I'd like to end off with my question on my end. When we started this podcast, I asked you on a scale of one to 10, how you're feeling in terms of self-esteem. And you gave me two, two spots on the scale. You said pretty good in this moment about the podcast. So I said about a 7.5 to an eight. I would have said I'd put you in and around that range of a pretty good feeling. And yeah. then the night before from the acting class, you were lower on the spectrum, probably less than five. If five is neutral, probably less than five, maybe after your acting class, we'll see. How would you say you feel now? After our big conversation, we talked about a lot of things. We did. We covered a lot of ground. We like covered for, like a lot of ground. Like two for wanting it too, Alana. Like that's I know. Me. Like we did. We fully did your podcast uh-huh. and mine. Like we did everything. Yeah. Um. I. I know. I was feeling pretty. I feel great. I mean, I really love talking. I with feel you. like a million bucks. I, I can't believe we pulled it off. We really yeah. pulled it off. Yeah. I've always yeah. really loved chatting with you, and I've always felt like when you came and did the firecracker panel. I was like, I just want to, I want more. I don't think I've ever like hung out for a chunk of time and gone, that's enough of that. I've always (laughs) been like, I want to hang out longer. So I, um, yeah, I love, I love chatting with you. I think you're so smart. And I, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of, this sounds kind of corny, but it's a pleasure to sort of watch you grow up as an artist, like just to know yourself, like in the improv days in Toronto and where you were just like, like just firing everything. I was pewing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and now to see you sort of come into a place where you're you're speaking such truths and I think it's super relatable. It's a real, it's really cool to watch you. Naomi, this coming from a god amongst men. I mean, outrageous. I, don't, I think that's way. <laughs> I for way only too much. yeah, it's just amongst the men though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you the have women not are like, won over <laughs> the women non-binary. We are not impressed. Okay, no, <laughs> so I get mean, it that's together. Not far from the truth, but yes, yes. 
the men love you. Yeah. <laughs> they think you're great. I would say not all men. I would say there's a handful of guys that think we have I'm okay. A handful of men, and that's it. <laughs> it's like God amongst a handful of men is what you God amongst say. a handful of men. That, I'm taking that. That's genius. You shouldn't have tossed that out on the we podcast. We just brainstormed that. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here that's first. Ours we got to, it. That's ours to trademark. Naomi, this has been an absolute treat. Stay oh on gosh. the line so we can discuss the audio exchange. Before we leave, can you just say where people can find out more about you, where people can find your funny? Yes. So uh, if you want anything with this podcast, we are at Self Esteem Party on Twitter and Instagram. And then I post um, my shows and clips of stuff on uh, my Instagram at the only Alana Johnston and on my Twitter at Alana underscore Johnston. And like I said, Got that improv show coming up that's been bringing me a lot of joy. Uh, January 31st at UCB. Come check it out. It's not going to be streaming, is it? That January 31st? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're back. Just make that happen for me. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) I can do. We are taping it. Actually, really, I could send you a tape. I would love, I mean, would you? Because I know sometimes people are like, I'll send you a tape. And people say, no, I I really will. But I really would love it. Okay, and Naomi, tell us where we can find all things Naomi and Firecracker. Yes, so Firecracker Department is surprise, surprise, firecrackerdepartment.com or on socials at Firecracker, D-E-P-T. And then uh, my stuff, like the shows that I have coming up, I've got some live shows and some um, some TV show stuff, and that's at Sneaka, so you can just find. And then, of course, hashtag Montrose Art Gallery for all the art gallery happening. That's all. That's all it is. And now we've done it. Believe in yourself, believe in your body.